Good morning, everyone. Okay. So, who knows what we're doing this morning? Coalition One, that's what we're doing this morning. There we go. Um, okay, so you remember we are looking at a series of essential chapters in the Bible in order to really understand what is the new covenant and what is doing for us as Christians, as believers. All right? So, Colossians 1 is uh, the one I'm looking at today. Uh, entitled, What Stop Us to Live in Him, Through Him, For Him. So, I'm grateful for the worship because I think all the songs actually like, connect to this. Although, Chanel and I, we didn't speak. So, there's something already of the Holy Spirit trying to speak to us this morning about being in Him. You know, do things for him and really living for his glory. So in this letter, Colossians, um, Paul writes from prison. And basically he writes to the church of Colossae, which is now in modern Turkey. And the church has been um, funded by Epaphras. And the church was doing quite well, but they were under enormous pressures. And what we know, we don't know the detail of what happened, but what we know is that some false teachings had gone in the church. Uh, and basically, uh, some Christians started to introduce beliefs from other faith. They were mixing things, the wrong things like worshipping angels. Uh, they were, um, some people thought we should treat our body very harshly because the body is less important. They were introduced things that were not in the gospel. And another thing, uh, they were um, pressure to actually go back to observe the law of the Torah, the Jewish uh, law, and they were saying, no, you shouldn't eat, eat this, you should uh, abstain from some foods, uh, you should follow these rules. So th some wrong thinking were coming. Basically, what was happening is Christians were mixing uh, beliefs from local folk people, uh, but from Christianity and from Judaism altogether. So there was all these beliefs coming and getting mixed, and they were starting to adopt practices that were not really to the glory of God. So Paul here is gone in this letter, and Jamie will see some part, you know, later on um, next week, I think. Um, so his goal is really to reinforce the message of. Jesus is the Messiah, it is supreme, and Jesus is all we need. That's the purpose of the Colossian letter. And essentially, in this letter, it demonstrates to people Christ is all and he reigns over all. You do not need anything to, you don't need to add anything to the gospel. Basically, if you have received Christ and you are in Christ, you have received everything you need to live out a, a life that is glorifying his name. Okay? Because Jesus, what he has done, what he has accomplished at the cross, lacks nothing. So therefore, at the end of the letter, he says, set your mind on the things above, not on earthly things. You know this, yeah? So he's concluding on that, because literally you are called to live a life that is actually in him, through his power and for him to glorify him. This is pretty much the letter, okay? So in, you know, before we dig in into this chapter properly, 
I have a question for you. Okay, let's see if this thing works today. It doesn't. Surprise, surprise. Okay, somebody could put my next slide. Oh, is there? Okay, so I've got a question for you today. Okay, if Paul was writing today to this church, CCK, 2023, okay, right now, what do you think he will address? What sort of thinking, what sort of practice do you think has come in the church that might not be completely glorifying Jesus? Which aspect of our lives maybe we need to be reminded Jesus is supreme and we need to live in him, through him, for him? That's the question because if I say worshipping angels, they say, oh, well, that's not really relevant. But I'm telling you today, for us, what would be the practice? So I'm going to do something a bit different now. Are you sitting next to someone? Okay, if you're not, just turn, you know. And ask, let's have two minutes, and what do you think? Or oh, maybe the practice that we see in the world, but sometimes suddenly they come in the church. Do you, you, so your time, talk to each other. What do you think? What do you think? Do you have a bit of an idea? What sort of issue would you address? Just take two minutes. Think about it. <laughs> Don't wait for me to tell you. You can talk to Ash. What do you think? guys all right I'm so in your little brief thinking then uh, is there anybody who would be brave enough to say what the groups discussed what do you think could be some of the issues that we find in the world might come in the church infiltrate our thinking yeah, anybody brave enough to shut that out just briefly yes Fiola? oh so explain a little bit Love it. Yes, I do think that's really central. So we, we need to work at it and deserve it, yeah? Anybody else? Yeah, the more you pray, the more you get. Ah, oh, blessing is yeah. conditional shout to your... your this. Yeah. You, you have to? Shout. Oh, <laughs> yes. And the volume of your voice it basically uh, is telling you how much authority you have. Yes? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, there's some thinking like... Yes? Big one. Miracles are not for us today. 
you know, it, it was good there, but actually all, all we need is to believe in does Jesus like, said, yeah. Does he really want to bless me? Yeah, I really love that, yeah. Very true, yes, I mean. Passivity, very good one. Excellent. Just wait for something to happen. Yeah, brilliant. That's a really good one. Yes. Living by the traditions of the Old Testament, but we need to sort of make, you know, the New Testament. Yes. To make that active. Yeah. So the whole thing of living in the Old Covenant and not in the New Covenant is very good. Yes. Okay, this is good. Anybody else? Not understanding the light that we carry on the inside of us. Ah, not understanding the power that is in us. Very good. All very, very good answer. So thank you for that. Can you hold this in your head? Can you hold this in your head? Because now I'm going to look at the chapter and I'm going to demonstrate to you that all this wrong thinking will go if we start to believe really who Jesus is or who we say he is. Because so that's the solution. That's what we need to look at. You see, in chapter 1, verse 13, it says, First, you have been rescued from the dominion of darkness and brought into the kingdom of the Son he loves. Just like this picture. You have been rescued from darkness to the light. You've changed kingdom. That's the first thing we know. So Jesus is our king and we are part of his kingdom. That means we are in him. We have been saved by grace, brought into the kingdom of life, forgiven and reconciled with God. And now we are called to do God's good work. Amen. The one he prepared in advance. So he wants to fill us with wisdom and strength by his Holy Spirit. So you see the second point in that and the fundamental key is how can we do the work he prepared for us in advance? How can we persist even when it's tough and we have the most unbelievable, difficult circumstances? How? Only in union with Christ. Amen. Only in union with Christ. That's why in verse 9 he says, Ah, Paul, continuously ask God to fill you with everything that the Spirit gives, which is necessary for giving you life. So, in Him and how? Through Him. Amen. In Him, through Him. There's no other way. No other way. And finally, all of that, because fundamentally, everything is about Jesus and His glory. So in him, through it, and everything for him. So we come in, we, we are part of this kingdom. He is the king. It's for him. When we will have um, completely won all the battles, who gets the glory? The king. Amen. Amen. Yes? So we come now to this, the centrality of chapter 1, which is all about King Jesus being absolutely supreme. And it's the, the part which is uh, verse 15 to 19. Um, we'll come back to the issues. Don't worry, I've not forgotten. Uh, and if that changes. Yes. 
So this is really the passage that it described to us and explained to us how Jesus is supreme. To be honest, it's a mind-blowing passage. If you say you understand it, I call you a liar because I think it surpasses our mind because we cannot contain God in a human mind. You agree? Okay? So this passage is so mind-blowing that us as finite human, we cannot completely grasp the repercussion of that. Okay? But we're going to try to try to have a revelation, a fresh revelation of who he is, right? Because I do think that he's brought us in this covenant relationship and we will face issues and we will not live fully for him, in him, for him if we do not have a revelation of what kind of king we're following. If we have a relation of what kind of king we're following, then our issue will go. So we're looking at what kind of king. So let me read this. The sun is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible, invisible, whether thrones or powers or ruler or authority, all things have been created through him and for him. It is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Amen. And he is the head of the body and the church. Amen. Sorry, the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from Amen. among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have in his fullness dwell in him. And through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace for his blood shed on the cross. Amen. Okay? Can you see this incredible passage? It's just mind-blowing. What does it say? First it says, Jesus is fully God. Fully God. Okay, so if you want to know God and you wonder, I'm wondering how God is, you look at Jesus. It's the best because he's God. So if you want to understand God, you look at Jesus. Okay, because he's fully God. Now when he says Jesus is the firstborn of all creation, that means it's of all creation. That means Jesus pre-existed creation. So although he had not come on earth, he was already there with his father in heaven. Okay? He is not creature. He is creator. You agree with that? Yeah? So he's fully God and he's creator of all things. And the amazing thing is Jesus is perfectly one with the Father and with the Holy Spirit. Perfect harmony. They're one. You cannot divide them. They're all one. But guess what? Because Jesus is one with his Father, that means... We can be one with the Father too, Amen. through Jesus. Amen. He gave us access. Okay. Now, all creation were created in him. All creation were created through him, through his power, through his breath. It created everything. But as well, everything was created for his glory. Okay? That means nothing, 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 no power, no authority, no rulers, no king, no queen, no whatever can match his power Amen. and his authority. Amen. Okay? And not only that, but in him all things hold together. 
That's the thing I don't quite understand, if I have to be honest. Because that means, I, I understand in my head, but not complete, completely, you know what I mean? I don't understand what it means, but it's, it's blowing my head. Because that means Jesus the King rules, but as well substance all things, material or not, visible or invisible. That means that what we know as atom DNA, as physical, this chair here, there would not be a chair if Jesus suddenly decided to not hold and substitute all the molecules and the thing in the air. Does it not blow your mind? Amen. That if suddenly Jesus or God was saying no more, it would go poof. That's, how, uh, that's easy for him. Amen. That's the thing I'm thinking, wow, <coughs> we are limiting God. God is so big. So, so That's why he can heal you. Because he knows every molecule, every part of your body, Amen. every Amen. atom, everything. He holds them. Amen. He holds them. And then, he is the head of the church. Nobody else. Amen. No bishop, no archbishop, That's right. no pope. That's right. Nobody is the head of the church. Hallelujah. Jesus is the head of the church. Amen. Yes, he may have given some leaders, you know, to equip us. But no one is the head of the church. That's right. No one is the head of the church That's right. apart from Jesus. Amen. God's fullness dwells in Jesus so that God could reconcile us to himself, but also all things could be reconciled to the cross. Here, we are not just talking about salvation. We're talking as well about nature, creation, animal kingdom. One day, everything that has been broken by the curse will be will be fully restored. It's massive. It's massive. So let's come back to our question. What kind of thinking prevents us to believe that? Because, I mean, Jesus is really everything we need. Because, guess what? He is the creator. So that means he can create and bring life when there's no life. Okay? So if you need something or... Or, you know, I, I have heard of testimonies of people who have limb growing back. Actually, this week I heard a testimony of a baby uh, who was uh, in the womb of a mother. And for whatever reason, this, this baby had not grown the, the limb that sh the baby should have at that time. And as they were praying and the scan was going on because the, the, the scan person was, uh, was a Christian and they were praying over the scan. And they saw the limb growing they saw, like you're talking about a few minutes, they saw the limb progressively growing. So, so is everything we need because he's creator, he can bring life when there's no life. He's the provider, that means he promised to fulfill all your needs. Okay, so he will look after the lilies, we've got hundreds of verses, so he is all we need. He is our protector, we don't need to be fearful of future. He is faithful and he protects us against evil. That's what he says. He is Alpha and Omega. We sang it. He is the beginning and the end. Amen. It's, it's the end only when he says it's the end. Hallelujah. Okay. He is love. He's peace. He's joy. Whatever you need is in Jesus. What prevents us That's right. to believe that? What prevents us to believe that? How come in the church we don't believe more? Okay. We need the supremacy of Jesus to come back. Your example were fantastic. They all come down, I believe, 
And they all come down and can be categorized in three strongholds that I think we are living today. Yeah. Okay, do you want to look at that briefly? So let's try to see this work. Well, it is time. <laughs> Somebody change my slide? <coughs> it will come. Jimmy will change my slide. So I believe that today, there's three big belief systems. There's not the only ones, but I think there's three big belief systems that are, is out there in the world that affects us, the church, because we, we live in this world, right? Yeah. So it affects us. So don't be um, frazzled about this slide. It will summarize just what I'm saying. Okay, mm. so stay with me. Okay. First belief, I do think that even more than previous society, our society thinks that we can do life without God. That's right. All right? That's because somehow, since the Enlightenment, we, we have learned to think for ourselves, and reason has become the primary source of authority. Mm. Okay? So we believe, you know, I'm a big believer in science, right? I'm not saying this is not a good thing. Mm. But we tend, people have separate, you know, wisdom, science from God. Mm. Okay? So man separate. Uh, uh, himself from God and spirituality. That's so right. then it becomes just that, That's just right. reason. That's you see what I'm saying? So what happened that then is in this kind of stronghold, what happened is we turn to man to solve problems. Right. So if you have a problem, the first reaction in the world is, I'm going to try to find someone who can fix my problem. All right? Or I'm going to learn to fix it myself. Right. So... Uh, when actually all the solutions are common grace, we could use solution in the world, but we could still bring everything to Jesus. Okay, so how would that affect us? Well, we heard if your love was, it was yours, right? Now, what happened is in the church, so people are, can start to believe in Jesus, but they can still have, and that's my, my middle thing here, in the church, mm. we can have a faulty lens, we could start to think, okay, I get my salvation, but you know what? I'm still doing what I want. I'm living my life. I've got an independent attitude. And then what I do is I go on an improvement program called I'm fixing myself. <laughs> and guess what? I'm not that bad because I've got morality. You know? So, but that is basically still fixing yourself. That's it's right. like, okay, I connect a little bit with God. I do believe, but I, I'm independent. That's right. You see how he affects us, yeah? So we don't nurture our relationship with him. We live independently from God, thinking we don't really need him. Or, we have to be honest, we come to God when we're desperate. Amen. Or when we messed up. When Amen. we messed up or everything goes really bad, we say, hey, hey, hey God, help. Because now we know we can't do it. That's right. But actually, we were meant to live harmoniously with Jesus because green everything needs to connect to the king so Jesus is everything is everything is not just everything we need is everything all the time That's right. okay is everything for our lives so we come under the banner of the king Amen. we connect to him Amen. we realize that he will provide. We are not fearful. He yes. will provide. Yes. We realize that if we have a problem, we can ask wisdom. That's right. And yes, you might suddenly you might read something and it's a great science article, and oh, you've got the solution. 
but you believe in him for guidance. We submit to, to him, we connect to him. Can you see that first one? How sometimes we have learned to live independently from God. Yeah? The second one is the second verse. Uh, we tend to be living for what we see, for the physical, for the material. This is a big one, because I think it always existed. Even in the Bible, there's a lot yeah. of things said about that. Yes. So what happened is, we have the wrong priority. We tend to invest in what we see rather than what we don't see. Hallelujah. So our priority is making a good life for ourselves. Right. Our priority is we're going to store wealth. That's and I mean, you know, I can relate. And we really want our children to do well. Are we honest? It's yes, true. Absolutely. We think like that. We say, yeah, we want to, to be having things having certain comfort and have a great life, enjoy life and make sure that our children are set up for success. Okay? I think that's a desire which is very natural. But the problem is, is if you do it independently from God, there is a problem. And then you can actually be suddenly stuck in the busyness and the worries of life. Because suddenly you are fixing your eyes on the physical mm, and material right. and you're losing sight right. of what's really important that's for God. Right. Amen. Okay? Amen. So what is happening is um, <laughs> what is happening is we start to live for the visible and not the unseen. In reality, Jesus was very, very, very clear on the priority. You know when it says, uh, seek first the kingdom of God and everything will be added to you. So he's not saying you're not going to have things you need. He's not going to say, he doesn't say your children won't be blessed. No, all of this is possible, but first thing first. He's the king. He says the priority. The priority are the kingdom. So if you seek first the kingdom, everything will be added to you mm. and as christians sometimes we could so totally lose that That's right and live for our own personal Amen. blessing Amen. for what we see for for having a bit more having a better house having a better life okay now listen if life is tough for you i am not denying sometimes it's tremendously tough and we do not have enough okay we're surviving yes mm. yeah Okay, some people among us will be surviving. Okay, so you're like, oh, what are you talking about? I'm just surviving. There is promises for you. Seek first the kingdom of God. Ask and you will receive. Seek first of the kingdom and he will provide for you. I believe that God is good. He will provide for good for you. Okay, and we will pray for you for breakthrough, mm. for better jobs, for solution. We will support you as brothers and sisters. We support each other, right? Now, if you are doing well, don't get too comfortable. That's right. Don't lose sight of the important thing, which is the kingdom, That's because right. our priority.
priority is for the kingdom advance that Jesus would be know, known and glorified. That people would be reconciled with an amazing father. We cannot afford in his life to live like there's no after. Amen. One day we will meet him face to face. Okay? And I've got bad news for you. There's nothing on earth here that you will take up in heaven. That's right. All right? That's so right. be dimensional you want. You won't take it with you. You won't. Your children won't take it with you. Neither. Okay? Now the last one. I think is individualism. Basically, th this one, the last one, being a king of our own <coughs> lives, okay, it comes really from this thought that literally everything is centered on me and myself, okay? And another one connected to that is literally um, truth is relative. If I feel it's good and I, I'm not harming anybody, well, I can have it. Have you ever thought that in, in this world? It, it's called, that's called postmodernism, all right? But, so basically, in this world right now, everybody's their own king and decide what is true for themselves. And if he feels good and if he doesn't harm others, well, I'm allowed to have that. I'm allowed to do this. I'm allowed to do that. So I even saw a documentary once uh, when a lady said she had fallen in love with a chandelier. And she wanted to marry a chandelier. And apparently we were meant to not judge that. And, well, I was judging. I, I mean, I was judging. I'm thinking, what? Okay, well, I don't know how satisfying is the relationship with a chandelier, but it's crazy. The chandelier can't speak back. <laughs> okay? But can, can you get me? Yeah. And what's happening is more and more people now, they, I love that people. I love people. I love Amen. people, even the lady with the chandelier. Because yeah. I'm thinking, that's really interesting. I, I want to understand what's going on, you know. But people are losing their ways because there's no more right or wrong. Amen. And whatever they decide goes. Amen. And, and they're lost, really. You see, this one is a little bit more subtle. But I do think it comes in the church. And it affects the fruitfulness of the church. Because what happens is um, people treat faith as an individual thing, okay? But faith was meant to be lived out in a community. And if you live faith as an individual thing, unity is almost impossible. Mm, wow. Think about it. Wow. Because you come to church and say, I know, Jesus has said to me, waving flag is the most important ministry there is on earth. Then the other person will come and say, Jesus has said to me that ministry to the poor. That's the only thing. You don't have ministry to the poor here? I'm off. Bye. Uh, then the other person comes and say, no, this revelation. We are not praying enough. We should pray more. You are, oh, you're praying like that? I don't like it. Can you see what I'm saying? Mm. So basically you're making the thing your individual thing become the thing. Amen. And it's, it's not like that. No. So, <laughs> another thing is really, and that's more dangerous, even more dangerous, is we think we can pick and mix. Mm. That's the consequence of that. So, we read the Bible, 
or we, we, we hear the preachers and say, oh, I love that, yeah, amen. <laughs> and then the next thing was like, well, I don't feel very comfortable with that. Yeah. The only question is, did Jesus say that? Yeah. I mean, that is really important, no? Is mm. it what does he think? Okay, I mean, you know, a little bracket, I would say, of course, I mean, some people do misinterpret the scripture, right? Okay, so we're not just going along like little sheep. We, mm. we, we, with Holy Spirit, we read the Bible and say, well, you know, is it the truth? And mm. how do we apply that? Sometimes mm. it's complex, right? Mm. I'm not saying, you know, uh, we like, okay? So, you see, I think we could be amazing at understanding salvation and the inheritance that we have. But another thing we could do is we could take that for our personal blessing. Amen. We could actually say, yeah, I want to be saved. I want to be blessed. It's all about my personal blessing. Mm -hmm. Can you see how this worldview is actually now affecting us in the church mm -hmm. with 40 lances? Mm -hmm. Well, actually, in the new covenant, we are, like I said, in a kingdom where Jesus is the king. So everything is for his That's glory. Right. So we need to... <laughs> Look, this is a funny thing, is it? Um... So Jesus is the king. It says in the Bible, his banner over me is love. Mm. All right. He's going to treat you like princes and princes. Mm. You will get blessed. He's going to treat you good. Amen. You are going to be blessed. Mm. But it's not about your personal blessing. It's not about your personal opinion or what you should do or not uh, do, is the king. He has the priority, and it's about his glory. So we all need to come to him with humility and ask him about his will. Our allegiance <coughs> is to him, not to ourselves. Can you see how all of these values would affect the church today? Can you see? Yeah? So do we believe that all our resources are Jesus? Do we believe that? Do we believe that? Yeah? You, you know, you cannot afford to live in the fear of lack. You need to put your trust in God for your resources. So you come and say, all my resources are yours, Jesus. Uh, I need more. Please, give me more so that I would glorify yourself. I would glorify you. Okay? And in the same way, we can't be a title. We can't have a spirit of, oh, do you know what? I'm going to give more because he's going to give more. No, I'm just giving more because, yes. because he, he deserves it. And I want the advancement of the kingdom. It's all about him. You know, it's all about our heart in communion with him. It's the same when we come together for worshipping. Do we worship primarily as a way to feel better or to give him glory? Well, the great news for you is when, when you worship him, you will feel better. Because he's good. Like I say, he will bless you. But it is not the primary thing. You know? Yes. Even when I feel at my worst, in the worst condition, he is still the king. So I say, Jesus, I, I'm honest. I'm like David. I say, well, I'm, yeah, wake up my soul. 
worship the Lord. I don't really feel like it, but I will. Because you deserve the highest praise, so I'm going to fix my eyes on you and give you all the glory. Even when I feel nothing, you're still the king. So I say, yes, I praise you, God, because you are amazing and you deserve the highest praise. You rescue me from the, the, the kingdom of uh, darkness and you put me in the kingdom of light. This is always true. Always true. Do we come together for our own personal individual growth? Or are we coming because we're realizing we're grafted into the body of Christ? Okay? So we're coming to receive both, well, to give, to encourage, and be encouraged. But mostly we're coming because we are getting equipped from the for the mission of the king. Because he has good work prepared in advance for you. So serving, serving anywhere, in the church, outside, uh, at the school, if you're working in the school, um, I've seen David, so in theater, if you're in the theater, anywhere you are, when you're serving, it's about his glory. He will use your unique gift, but ultimately, it's about his glory. We're doing, we're doing it for his glory. Okay. So I'm just going <coughs> to conclude, and then when I prepared this, I feel... The only response is to repent when we got it wrong. Amen. You know? And that's what I did when I prepared. I said, wow, God. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I, I miss the mark. Yeah. Sometimes I do miss the mark. I forget. Yeah. Oh, brilliant you are. Yeah. Oh, I try to fix it by myself, but I can't. Yeah. I need you. Hallelujah. So let's just all close our eyes. I say, yeah. Father God. I just pray for us that you will give us a revelation of how big you are, how supreme you are, but how able you are, how powerful you are. Lord, I just pray that I will make you bigger than my individual needs. Be bigger than my individual needs. I just saw it, Jesus. For every time I brought you down to the level of me rather than asking you to lift me up to your level, to your perspective, Father. Just Holy Spirit, put a deep conviction in me, Lord, that you are enough. You are enough for everything. You are enough for everything. Yeah, let us live in you through you and for you Jesus in you through you and for you in everything we do in our lives and all the people of God say amen, amen. amen.